You're listening to the Hearts Unleashed podcast, where we firmly believe that love is the answer and we are spreading it like wildfire. You're invited to come spend time with us in authentic connection, growth, reflection, and celebration. Life coach, author, and speaker, Abigail Gazda, will be sharing amazing humans living their hearts unleashed to inspire you to do the same. You will hear from men, women, and young people from all industries sharing their insights and inspiration as they have paved their way to their fullest lives. Here at the Hearts Unleashed podcast, we are turning dreamers into doers. So if you are ready to open your heart and take inspired action on your dreams, you are in the perfect place with wonderful people. Here's your host, dreamer, educator, and adventurer, Abigail Gazda. All right, you guys, I am so excited to have you here. And I am also so excited to have Michaela Rosales here. She is a leader who has combined her experiences as a wife, mother, childbirth educator, and labor doula to form Honest Talk International. This is a community for women to find support, education, and meaningful meaningful connections as they transition from one stage of life to the next. So as a military family of five, the Rosaleses have adventured all over the world. So Michaela has really spent her life moving every two to three years. And with that need, or with that moving, she saw a need to create a community that lasted no matter where she went. So with their frequent life challenges and that need to apply a deeply rooted community with access to educational resources, it just became imperative that Michaela became the person to create it. So she uses Honest Talk International to meet those needs and embrace her passion to help women live confidently and really feel like they are part of a community. Yeah, thank you so much, Abigail, for having me on. I'm so excited to be part of your podcast this morning. Gosh, where do I get started as far as I go? Let's start kind of in the beginning. I met my husband back in high school. We started dating when I was 15. And so the military life was never on my radar. I didn't come from a military uh, background. And I did move around a lot as a kid, but not with the military Um, And so when my husband decided to take an Air Force scholarship in college, I basically just looked at it as he was playing Air Force. (laughs) I didn't know what that meant for our future. Wow. Um, And then at the young age of 21, right out of college, we got married and moved two weeks later to Texas. Wow. And that was the beginning of our journey of moving every two to three years. And we've had the opportunity to live in a number of different locations. Um, My favorite being Japan, because just being immersed in in a different culture and getting to know the Japanese and, and how they live and how they honor and respect life. It doesn't matter what their job, their J-O-B is, they did it to the fullest. And that was really, really neat to see. Um, But I will say that being a military spouse is not always rainbows and butterflies. And there's lots of separation and figuring out who you are as a person. And I would say that is actually the journey I'd like to talk about how I spent many years, I, like I said, I was a really young spouse and became a young mother. I, I became a mom at 23 
And I spent many days figuring out, trying to figure out who I was as a person, because I started to allow those roles of spouse and mother take over my life. Um, Not that that's a bad thing, but I was losing a little bit of who Makayla is and what was important to me outside of those roles of being a spouse and a mother. I love this. And thank you for sharing this journey. And there's so many pieces I want to ask about because to start dating at 15, to start dating your husband at 15, like, yeah. you know, there's so much in so much recalibration I imagine has had to happen transitioning and transitioning together. So yes. I'd love for you to share that story and really, but starting with what you said you wanted to share is those many years of trying to find yourself and unleash your own identity you know, outside of wife and mom. So give us, tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. So, you know, my husband and I, like I said, met at 15, he was 17. So he was going off to college before I was even really thinking about where I wanted to go next. Um, But he came into my life at a very pivotal point. My parents were going through a separation. I'd lost my grandmother. There was a lot of up heaval happening in my life. And I always joke, but there's truth to every joke that he was my knight in shining armor that kind of helped me walk through that. And as the years went by, there was never a question whether we were going to make it to the next year. It just fit and we grew together. And I would like to point out that I think the reason that was possible is because we were both able to communicate. It's Mm. not that it was, you know, all happy-go-lucky times, we were just able to share and feel safe with one another to say, I'm struggling at this time, or I'm struggling, or I'm really excited for this, but I feel like I can't understand that. Or, you know, we would just be able to talk about it. So when we got married and had a child very early on, my husband was in pilot training, and that was a very demanding time um, in, in our lives, both of our lives, because he was studying constantly um, flying, which had its own element of fear in my, for me, because I, you know, I needed to hear from him every, every minute he landed. I'm like, are you safe? And so those first few years were really difficult. They were, like I said, I was trying to figure out who I was because I went to college and I had this idea that I was going to be a doctor and I was going to be a professional. And then I got married and had a baby and supported my husband. And it was a decision I made. I, I, I'm making it sound like it happened to me. It, it didn't. It was a choice. But it didn't mean that there wasn't a lot of questions that came with that choice. We, you know, those first few years of trying to figure out like what what life looked like, I spent, I spent a lot of time trying to self-reflect or sometimes run away from it and just go with the motions. Well, and tell us what that experience is like. You know, you said you had this initial dream and you became wife and mom and that initial dream took a back seat or it went, how did that go? And what came up in that? Like, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. I I love that you asked that um, because it is a very important part of of my life. And 
I chose in college to change my major. My, thankfully, I had some, my husband's commandant, his spouse, his wife, um, talked to me about, didn't persuade me or anything, but did open my eyes to what military life was going to be like as far as him being away and am I going to choose to pursue my dream of being a doctor? If so, just know that that's going to be a difficult path. Like, it's not impossible, but it would be difficult because, you know, the years I've spent at medical school and the separation and how the military, there's already separation there. So, you know, you're choosing to be separated when you don't have to be. And after a lot of prayer and conversations with my now husband, we, I decided to change my degree to psychology and education. I actually became a teacher, a public school teacher, right out of the gates. And part of me always felt this need to work some way, somehow in the medical fields, but I didn't know what that looked like. And then after I had my first child, I realized that educating women on their ability to own their own power and gather the knowledge they needed to understand how their body works and how labor works and how they can have an amazing birth experience by asking the right questions and finding the right birth team and providers became a passion of mine. Mm. And that's kind of where it came full circle. Um, Instead of being the NICU doctor that I thought I was going to be, I educated women on how to have a healthy pregnancy and a healthy birth. That makes me so happy. (laughs) (laughs) You know, because it's that your dream didn't actually go away. It transformed as you did. And it's making me so happy because here in the Hearts and Lineage podcast, we're promoting that people go from dreaming to doing, that they do follow through on their promises to themselves or like to live out their soul's purpose. And it really sounds like you have a genuine, like a, a very internal drive to be in the realm of medicine or mm-hmm. health and wellness. And so to really come full circle to want to help with babies and be a medical influence really you get to do that in the most authentic and unique way for you. And so tell us a little bit about your doula journey and how you get to support women that way. Yeah, it's, um, it really is coming full circle because although it didn't look like, you know, the 15 year old dream that I had, it became even better. It's better than I could have ever imagined. And yes, there were bumps in the road, but, um, gosh, getting to see life come into this world and be and hold the mom's hand or encourage the dad to support the mom in a way that they didn't even know was possible. There's just no feelings that can, there's no words that can describe the feelings that you you get when you see that. Like I cry at every single birth I've ever attended because it's just such a magical moment. Yeah. And Um, I, oh, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I love watching what you share on social media because I feel like I'm being educated. You know, I'm watching and it's really interesting. And you on on Honest Birth Talk and Honest Talk, you're introducing a world to me that I'm not familiar with. And I also feel like on your channels, you're sharing things that not are taboo, but people aren't normally putting out there for consumption. And so it's, I'm seeing a whole new world of it and the education side of it. I love it. And then I can really tell that you've built up a community 
to genuinely educate women about the birth journey and ever in motherhood journey. And so it's, it's so beautiful to watch. And I wanted to say, uh, or like highlight something that you said in there about your 15 year old dream, not manifesting exactly as it, as you would want. And like, I just laugh because thank God, most of our 15 and 16 year old dreams didn't come true. (laughs) Yes. You know, it's, it's once we get to shift away from it going exactly that way, your commitment has still pulled all the way through. Yes, yes. And something something I had said last week on a podcast um, was the fact that our passions can change. They can come and go with the seasons of life that we're in, but that ribbon of purpose is always threaded throughout. The, the true, deep, heart-centered purpose that we have for our life is there. It's It just looks different season to season. Yeah. Um, and that goes back to my doula, my time as a doula. Um, I actually started out just teaching childbirth classes because that fit with my schedule of being a mom and being a wife and I could do it in the evenings. Um, and then I started serving women being by their side during the actual birth process because of the military life when our husbands are gone so much. And so I had several friends that their husbands were either um, temporarily out of, out of the area or on a deployment. And I was able to be there to support them through their birth. And it's so magical Um, I can't take the place of the spouse and nor do I want to. And so when given the opportunity, I love to support them both. I love to support the couple. Um, But over the years, even that has manifested in more than I could have ever dreamed. You know, my time as a childbirth educator and a doula has moved even further into supporting women, Um, even women that aren't pregnant or are past the the childbearing years and into, you know, they have school-age children or teenagers um, because the, again, that purpose that I feel is my purpose here is to educate women and provide them with the tools and resources and community no matter where they're at in life because I don't have little ones anymore. I've got a seven-year-old, a 12-year-old, and a 15-year-old, and I still need community and support Yes, in very different ways than I did when they were babies. Yeah. It's amazing that like you use the word magical and that's exactly how I'm feeling over here is I got all the warm (laughs) and fuzzies. (laughs) And, you know, I would love for you to speak into the hearts of men and women who, you know, you said, I love how you mentioned the ribbon of purpose. Mm-hmm. Now we end up getting a little bit caught up in the weeds or lost in the fog when it's not going exactly the way we planned. How can people really find their ribbon of purpose as opposed to the identities that it shows up in over life? Cause you're so spot on about the way that life just transforms. And we don't, we think it's going to be, we're going to make it to some certain moment and it's going to be happily ever after. So right. give us a little bit more about that. Oh my gosh. I love that because um, again, it comes back down to things, not always looking the way that you think they should look. But for me, what has helped me through the last 17 years of being a military spouse, 15 years of being a mom, is constant self-reflection and willingness to grow. Um, Sometimes a lot, when things don't go as planned, 
we hit this wall and we think our life is over as we know it, but instead it's about perspective, it's mindset. Um, what can you gain from the fact that this one door closed, but this other door opened? Mm. And again, a lot of self-reflection and that is not easy. Yeah. Being able to stare in the mirror yeah. and ask yourself, like, what am I doing? Why am I here is not easy. And there's lots of tears and there's lots of struggles. And I will, I will be completely transparent. There's some depression that mm-hmm. can come alongside with that. But, um, but ultimately, it's seeing the good in the situation as opposed to seeing the bad. You know, my husband has taught me growing with him over these last, well, we've been together 23, 22 years. Yeah, wow. Um, Growing with him and seeing that he wakes up every morning and says, today is gonna be a great day. No matter what comes my way, I'm gonna find the good in it. And for many years, I'm like, I don't understand that. (laughs) I don't understand how you can do that. Um, but I would even say that I'm learning how to do that more. So in these last few, like three years, I I wake up and when something wants to, when a wall wants to be in my way, I can, I can climb it instead of run right smack into it. (laughs) (laughs) Something that's landing as you're speaking is the power of choice. Yes. ultimate power of choice. Please tell us about it because I, I hear choice all over your life. (laughs) Yes. And as a matter of fact, one of our taglines for our birth course is voice choice birth. And it's because that we do every day we wake up with a choice. You can let the things that come, you know, that happen, they can either happen to you (laughs) or you can choose how you respond to it. Yeah. And that is, I would say one of my core values is choice is really focusing on what choices do I have today? And I think that comes back down to self-care, self-discovery. And that's not selfish, but really looking at yourself and how do I want to, how do I want to tackle this day? Mm -hmm. And I do it day by day. Yes, I have short-term goals, long-term goals, but really daily goals. <laughs> like yeah. I wake up in the morning and I do what's called morning pages and I just brain dump everything that's on my heart and mind. And then I can kind of gauge myself for how I'm feeling and what I need to do that day. Choice is huge because a lot of times we tend to have victim mentalities. Yeah. Um, but it's how you handle it and what you choose to do with the circumstances. Yes. I love you. You got around to be the victim mentality and everything in the, in the whole world of that. But what I'm getting about you is like, you are your word to yourself. You, yes. you are, you, the way that you're speaking, you're such a resource for yourself And I just want to, number one, acknowledge you for it and highlight it because I think people come to like, especially in the self-development world, we're seeking how to like be our best self and really 
not, we start out wanting to improve, but I hear for you, it's like, it's so much that you said self-reflection that um, slowing down, getting centered, and then really remembering what you want and what you're up to. So speak to us a little bit about how someone can be their best resource for themselves. Yeah, gosh, I love that because um, I will say that my faith is a big part of who I am. And that is what gives me the strength to be able to say, I can handle today, whatever comes my way. Mm -hmm. Um, And don't get me wrong, I am not perfect. And I yell at my kids and snap at them. And then I feel guilty about it afterwards. Um, But I'm really working through how to shed the shame, the guilt, and the judgment, because I, those are my demons every single day. Yeah. And going back to your question about being my own resource, community, having people to share life with, you know, it, it is my, my own resource because I'm choosing to find people to support me, encourage me, and that I can do the same for them. And when you surround yourself by pe- with people that are healthy in the way that they think and do, as opposed to being toxic and want to like judge you and knock you down because they don't feel good about themselves, yeah, it's it's it helps you. You know, when you have people that aren't going to judge you because you don't parent the same way they do, or you have people that aren't going to judge you because your passions and purpose are different than theirs. Um, you can move mountains. <laughs> you are just rocking this. It's, it's like you're giving so much to any listener who really wants that has that mentality of life is happening to them mm-hmm. or, oh, woe is me. The, you know, it, it didn't go my way. There's so many layers. You're speaking to so many like natural human stages of life, but you haven't really been taken down by any of them. You're here showing up and like showing up by choice. It keeps coming up is that choice that you're a resource for yourself. And you said the willingness to grow, the willingness to create a healthy community around you. So that I hear the empowered conversation because you're right. And you're speaking to it and that it's not perfect. It's mm-hmm. not rainbows and sunshine. It's not that it all works out in your favor. It's that you choose it works yes. or you choose to make it work. There's so much resiliency in what you're sharing. And I think it's beautiful because we get, we take a hit in life and we think it's the end of everything. Yeah. So. I I hear what you're saying that you've taken some hits or you've had some letdowns or you've faced those challenges. What has been, you know, and I know it's never that one tip or one thing, (laughs) but what has truly empowered you to, you know, get back up out of bed, put your cape back on and start being back at choice again? Yeah, you know, I'd like to share a story that uh, 14 years ago, um, I received a phone call that my dad had passed away. And I had just moved to Japan and he was living in Singapore. And I was so excited because for the first time in a very long time, we were gonna actually be close in, in, you know, sort of closer than we had been. And that ruined me because my dad and I had a good relationship and it was devastating. But I realized I, that was a, the, probably one of the first moments that I truly looked 
for the silver lining. Uh, I was, and, and I will say that my son, who was only one at the time, was a big part of that. He, you know, that childlike faith and the laughter that he could still laugh in moments of, of sadness because he didn't quite understand, like, that's what kept me going. And I, I reflect on that a lot, day in, day in, you know, every year, especially around the anniversary of his passing. And I think to myself, how can I use this for good? How can I yes. can use tragedy in my life? And that's not the only thing that's ever happened, but um, gosh, I feel like I'm all over the place. But the other thing is I was born three months premature. I weighed two pounds, one ounce, and was not given a very good prognosis of life. Like I was told I was, if I did make it, my mom was told if I did make it, I was going to have a whole slew of health problems and I might not be able to see and so on and so forth. And so I just feel like my, my journey is I need to work hard every day to live the life that God gave me to the fullest because I was given a second chance. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, you were talking about the silver lining and choosing it and choosing it and choosing it and showing up and showing up. It's so great because you're able to not only this shifts from just surviving to thriving Mm -hmm. because you're spot on. And I think we get confused that because life feels hard or it doesn't work out the way we thought that it's a it's bad or wrong or a failure, right. a passing of your father being born. I love how you said I was told, Oh, well, my mom was told, <laughs> but just the way that you have decided to find what there is to learn from the situation and how to really continue to say, no, I am at choice. Like mm-hmm. this is the life I choose and empowering yourself. I'm like, I'm so inspired as I'm listening to your story and that anybody who would be listening can really just glean that no matter what left turn life gives you, you can like, your hands are still on the wheel. Yeah. You know, I'd love to share a couple steps that I take um, yeah. so actionable, actionable items when it comes to, cause I'm making, I may might be making this sound super easy and it's not, <laughs> but, um, So one of the things that I do, like I said before, is morning pages. I brain dump because a lot of times my mind is cluttered with, I have to do this, 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 and this, and I need to be here for that. And I, you know, and I can just get so overwhelmed and anxious. So brain dumping on, you know, a piece of paper, not making it look pretty, not worrying about grammar or spelling or anything like that, and just letting it all out is number one helpful because I get rid of the clutter in, in my mind. Number two, when things don't go my way or they don't go as planned, I can, what can I learn from it and how can I make it better next time? Yeah. And not beating myself up for the fact that it didn't go as planned. I tell a really quick story. This last weekend, I did a triathlon, my second ever and it was supposed to be my time to redeem myself from my first because the first time I got hit by a car on the bike, nothing oh major God. happened. But um, yeah, it was, it took me 10 years to sign up for my next triathlon. Wow. And so this was supposed to be my redeeming moment. And I had trained so hard and physically I was ready. I was ready to bring, you know, to take on the course 
and it did not go as planned in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> the, the weather was, it was freezing. So it wasn't something that I could necessarily plan for. Um, and I did, I did have my, you know, warmer clothes that I could put on after the swim and I chose not to, which made the bike ride miserable. And I wanted to give up multiple times. And I almost, you know, I was given permission by my family who was there supporting me saying, mom, you did great. It's okay if you want to be done. And I was like, no, I cannot be done. No way. This was my redeeming moment. And uh, long story short, I didn't get the time I wanted. I didn't get the place that I wanted. I didn't get to truly show how physically prepared I was for this triathlon. But after, you know, giving myself a moment to feel sorry for myself, I was like, all right, it's time. You felt sorry for yourself. You're disappointed. It's time to get over it and really figure out what can you do next time? Mm. What can you do next time to make it better? Now, now you have that element of weather to consider. And yeah. so what are some steps that you can take so that weather is no longer a factor? Yeah. Um, and I think that that's a perfect picture of what I do in life, not yeah. just in a triathlon. That's what I'm hearing is like, it didn't go your way. And you've, you've had, like, you definitely have these stories of like, it didn't go the way you planned. And, you know, I think we can all relate. We have this white picket fence vision or like we have it all planned out and it's going to work out this way. And we can visualize ourselves like you, uh, you and the pedestal winning the, the award or the, you know, right. the time in a certain place. And when we wrap like, our hands around the image of perfection, we can really get rigid about the way that we want it to go. And then if it doesn't go that way, and if we engage with our inner critic instead of our inner being, because mm -hmm. I love how you say, I look for the silver lining. I find out, I look for the lesson and I just love that. But often we think that if we failed, we make it mean we're a failure. Right because we don't understand the difference between like what we're committed to. You're, you're committed to your health, your wealth, your <clears throat> family, your relationships, living your best life, being like your contribution in the world. Right. Yeah. But then you have all these expectations set up around it, this image, and it doesn't ever look that way. <laughs> right. Like, like almost ever, we can almost predict that it won't. Right. And so you're sharing such valuable lessons to really just, stay true to your commitment and then how can I show up as my next best self the next time I think yeah. that's great and I think it's beautiful and really what in life because things haven't gone the way you want what have you had to give up mm -hmm. in order to maintain your let's I want to say your, maintain your resilience what have I had to give up I've had to give up the idea of perfection mm-hmm you and I talked about this in my podcast about this, how we have, we're high achievers. So we have this expectation of ourselves that is oftentimes unattainable yeah. because we're not perfect. Life is not perfect. Um, everything is not going to go our way. And so that idea that, you know, you can't do something until it's perfect. For example, when Crystal and I launched our birth course, 
you know, letting go of that idea that it had to be perfect. Letting, when we launched Honest Talk International, letting go that it had to be perfect, but, in, but understanding that it's going to grow with time. Mm -hmm. that it's going to change and it's not always going to be the first thing that we put out there. Mm -hmm. Um, And giving yourself permission to to grow um, and not, it's one thing to have high standards for yourself. I think that that's important and that's okay to set standards high, but it's another thing to feel like you can't do anything because it's not perfect. Yeah. So yeah, perfection is my short answer of what I have to let go. I I love that. And it's so much about like with Hearts Unleashed, it's really about going from dreaming to doing and Mm -hmm. growing as you're going. And so I love that the idea of giving up perfection and like the idea of just start. Yeah, just do. Yeah, just keep it, keep it moving. Done is, I love done is better than perfect. You know, that, yeah. that I hear it all the time. And it, it has had me start so many things that if I waited, I'd never, I, I just, it would never come to fruition. And I, I want to, like anybody listening to the Hearts Unleashed podcast is really up for their best life. And so what sort of tips, like in the realm of just start, what has, gotten you forward and because I you've talked about community and I feel like that's probably a big part of it I don't want to assume but you know to just start having a partner in with Crystal and being able to move that so what sort of tips do you have yeah community hits the nail on the head it's shown that without that without seeking out that community I would start something and then when it would get close to being done I would Ah. I would stop I would just let it you know I would just walk away from it because I was fearful of failing or fearful of putting myself out there and being judged. But having this community of Honest Talk International of women that, that aren't judgy or, you know, wanting to put you down to make themselves feel better, that has made all the difference in the world because I, I'm not as vulnerable. Like I'm still vulnerable, but I don't feel as scared to be vulnerable. Yeah. Um, because when you have that supportive community, when even with, with it being my spouse and my starting with my, with my husband and my children, being able to be um, 100% transparent with them. And I share my fear with my kids. I share my insecurities. And then we talk about it. We use it as a conversation starter because I want them to come to me with their fears and insecurities so that we can grow from it together. And having that community of women um, empowers me to step out of my comfort zone. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. And it's okay. And nobody's thinking any less of me because that one idea didn't work. Yeah, that is so great. And I want to acknowledge you for what you shared about being willing to be vulnerable with your kids. And the power of vulnerability, because it's not, I mean, I think we often fear that we're going to appear weak, Mm -hmm. but the amount of power it actually gives us to live our truth and our freedom and not have to hide anything. And you said, giving up the idea of perfection, if you can give that up and just live in an authentic way, like the amount of like, go ahead. (laughs) What good does perfection do? Yeah. Honestly, like 
if if you think about the people that you perceive in your life as perfect, yeah. what are they doing for you? Yeah. Making you feel insecure. That's it. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know, but if for the people that you see trying and the people that you see going after their dreams, those are the people that are making a difference in your life. Those are the people that make you feel like, wow, maybe I could do that. And they might not even be people that you know. It might be someone that you just see on social media. Again, an example for my life, real recently, I connected with an American Ninja Warrior, Maggie Thorne. Cool. Shout out to her. And we realized that we're the same age and we used to hurdle and we might've competed against each other in high school. And I don't even hardly know her, but just knowing that she's doing something, she's doing, she's not talking about it, she's doing, and it doesn't always go as she's planned, gives me permission to do the same. Totally. I love it. Lead by example, live out loud. It's beautiful. And it, yeah. I just, you're, you're really giving our listeners everything that I hope they could ever get. So it's so <laughs> great. I'm so happy. And so if people like, what would someone get from your community joining Honest Talk the, yeah. the, as, a, as far as a, a group support structure? I love that you asked that. Um, our community, Honest Talk International, is for women who are struggling to get rid of the shame, the judgment, and the guilt. But they want to replace it. They're ready to replace it with connections, relationships, and encouragement. Mm. Um, you know, Crystal and I are both people that used to have zero self-confidence. We used to think everybody could do it better than us. And now we are two women that say, screw that. And yeah. we are going to join together and, and support one another and support all of those people that we get in touch with along the way. And they can, you know, we offer, we offer tips on, how to get rid of the shame, the guilt, and the judgment. We have coveted resources for people in any stage or phase of their life, um, whether it be childbirth, whether career, fashion. Fashion is something you know that we overlook a lot. How do you feel when you get dressed in the morning? Um, and we have the food talk. So you know with nutrition and fitness. So all those different aspects that create a whole person. We have the tools and the resources um, to help you where you are. Yeah. Oh, I love it. And so where can everyone get connected and find you and become part of the community? Yeah. So all of our handles are Honest Talk International. Um, we are in the process right now on Facebook of switching from Honest Birth Talk to Honest Talk International. We're Honest Talk International on Instagram. Um, and then honesttalkinternational.com for our website. Beautiful, beautiful. And so how do you work? Um, like, do they join your community? Do you work with people individually or what other research? How all, can they work with you? Yeah, all of the above. Um, we have a membership right now to Honest Talk International. And for the next three months only, it is at a significant discounted price. It's only $8 a month. That's it. $8 a month. And you'll get a weekly newsletter that has tips, daily devotionals, um, all the programs that we offer through Honest Talk International. And then they can also, through that, sign up for any personal coaching um, and accountability calls. 
I love it. And I really feel like most of the conversation has kind of led to a mama knowing that this community would serve her, but how would she really know this is like, uh, she should be in your community, go sign up for the membership. First of all, we did have an event last year, last October, that was all about self-care. And we are going to have another event this October in Las Vegas, the first weekend. Um, and it's going to be about self-discovery. So self-care is still, you know, woven throughout, but self-discovery is there. And so if you're ready to discover what you're capable of, I highly recommend that you come and visit us in Las Vegas. And then as far as the membership goes, we literally, it open the conversation to anything. It is a safe place to have a conversation around anything that you are struggling with or want to share as a win. Yeah. We oftentimes focus on the, the negative, but we want to focus on the positive just as much because I don't know about you, Abigail, but sometimes when you share a win, people are silent because again, it makes them feel bad that they didn't have a win. Yeah. But when you share something negative it's like oh i'm so sorry and oh you know and they want to impart advice which is not a bad thing but let's celebrate the wins just as much as we need to share the the struggles yes i love i love self-celebration and it's so important because when we're expecting other people to celebrate us it's like it's great to get to share those but when we if we're waiting around like you said there's usually crickets Mm-hmm. And then we're disappointed. We and then we diminish our our victory, and that's not how it's supposed to go. <laughs> exactly. So I love what you're sharing, Kyla, and it's so wonderful about your um, event coming up in October. Because if these women, these these are are in self discovery, then we can definitely know where to reach you and find you and continue. And I think that it really does bring this conversation full circle because you sharing how through your own journey didn't you were always like in search of fully discovering yourself. And I feel like at this point, all of the resources that you have, all the work that you've done supporting other women and finding themselves and unleashing their identity as well, outside of any titles, just so such beautiful work. Thank you for who you are in the world. It's been a pleasure to have you here with Hearts Unleashed. I feel like you've definitely unleashed some hearts this (laughs) week or day morning, (laughs) whenever they listen. But, um, So last question that I love to wrap up with is if every person in the world were truly living their heart unleashed, what do you see is possible? Oh, wow. That is a wonderful question. Um, I see happiness. I mean, overall, like more people walking around content, not just content, but truly owning their own power and my hope through Honest Talk International and providing a community for women and the resources um, that they need in, in all ages and stages is that they will feel less alone, mm-hmm. that they will feel like that depression and mental health issues will decline and they will be, you know, the, the healthy aspects will increase yeah. mentally, physically, and emotionally. Mm-hmm. I believe that community it is a starting point for your mental, physical, and emotional health. Um, and the other thing is, I'd like to mention that our community is online, and we do have the one, the event each year, the capstone event. Yeah. Um, 
But the great thing about being online is that it doesn't matter where you are. You have a friend. You have someone to talk to or many someones. Yeah. Um, And I, it was created partly because as a military spouse, I move every two to three years. I have to make new friends every two to three years. And I tell my husband, I don't have a rank or a title that, or a piece of paper that follows me to say, hey, do you want to be my friend? You know, like I have to start over and I have to put myself out there and fear rejection in order to find out who I connect with. And with Honest Talk International, we want to eliminate some of that. Um, um, yes. So I hope that you join our community because it, we want to support you and encourage you. Yeah. You know, what I, I want to start a whole other round of podcast <laughs> questions, but I, what I really want to say is how important what you said about the internet community, because I'm, I'm in a mastermind right now and there's lots of mamas in there mm-hmm. more than there's not. And they, they're all, most of them are on the East coast. I'm here on the West coast and they say the same thing. Like the friendship may not actually be in their time space, like physical community. They may have a hard time finding a network that supports them. But when we tap into the online resources that, cause it's 2019, like it's yeah. so available. You can never convince yourself you're alone. Your ego will try. But if you give up the idea that you are alone, there is a world of resources right at your phone, your computer, your fingertips. So thank you for bringing that awareness to the end of the conversation because it's something that they can tap into. And no matter where you are in the world, no matter how many times you move, no matter what your life looks like, you can always tap in to community and resources. Yes. So Thank you for being an amazing resource with us, ladies and gentlemen. Go follow Michaela, uh, follow Honest Talk International. And just again, thank you for being here. And hearts, thank you for being here just for another moment, another opportunity to live your heart unleashed. I hope that you found exactly what you needed out of our conversation today. Go from dreaming to doing. It is time for you to live unleashed. Thanks for tuning in to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. We hope you found all the inspiration that you needed today and that you use it to take the next inspired action on your dreams. If you loved the show, share it with a friend. We love spreading the love. For more information, to listen to more episodes, or to shop Hearts Unleashed, head over to heartsunleashed.com. See you next time, hearts.